I'm Kale Helms, and this is Thundercast. On this episode, we will be interviewing middle school teacher Mrs. Tammy Basie. Thank you for joining us. Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Bloomfield, and um, I'm proud to be from Greene County, and I think we all should be. And that's where I grew up, and I appreciate still being able to work in Greene County. So living in Bloomfield, did you go to school in Bloomfield as well? Yes, I went K through 12 in Bloomfield, lived a block from the square. So growing up in Bloomfield, how did that influence your schooling and going to college and career options? I guess I always wanted to work with kids. I enjoyed kids. I babysat. I taught swim lessons, dance lessons, all those things to young children. And I enjoyed it. Then there was a time when I thought, oh, does somebody really want to do that for all their life? And I explored some other options, but I kept coming back to teaching. And that's why I chose that. And it has influenced me positively because I always had a good experience working with children. So when did you decide to be a teacher? Well, I taught, I mean, I took a lot of education classes in college, but I also took a lot of political science classes in college. And my advisor said, you really need to make a decision because you have a certain amount of time unless you're going to stay here forever. So I decided to go with teaching. I thought it would be better for the soul, I guess. Didn't know what I'd do with political science, to tell you the truth, so I went for teaching. How did you decide to focus in special education? I like to see that I've made a difference, or hope to see that I made a difference. And in special education, you can see that typically by the end of when you're done teaching them or when you have completed certain things. On the other hand, too, is it is never a dull moment you think you're prepared and you might not be, it keeps you on your toes. How did you decide to stay at Eastern? I taught previously five years at Worthington, which was also a small school. And then I was getting married and moving to Bloomington. And previously I lived in Bloomfield. And just that extra 15 minutes every day, extra 20, drive time made a difference to me. So I looked around and Eastern was available. And I interviewed here, and I immediately fell in love with it. And it is a jewel. People don't understand what an opportunity they have to come to the school. It provides a wide variety of opportunities, and the staff is spectacular. They truly care about individual students, and they will take the time to work with them, to help them, no matter whether it's um, educationally, emotionally, socially, Financially, we take care of our own, and the community takes care of us and their own. So people can say what they want, but there's no better place. Speaking on how you're getting married, how do you feel that your family has played a role in your life? Well, my husband's also from Bloomfield, so he understands. Uh, My children, which are adults now, 22 and 26, they uh, understand that it takes a lot of time. And I can tell you, to be honest, my sons work with kids. They coach. They always do that. And people ask, aren't you going to be a teacher? And they're like, no way, because it takes too much time. She worries about the kids. She takes time at night to grade papers to prepare. And they've just seen that day in and day out. 
and I think it uh, made them afraid of the time that it took. So when teaching, what is your biggest goal for your students? To be good life citizens, not only to learn educationally, to learn to read, to write, because that is a skill, but to be a good community member, to be a good friend, to be a good spouse, to take care of the environment, and to treat each other how they should be treated, how they want to be treated. They also need to learn that there's a big world out there. They need to explore any opportunity to go out into that world to see how other people live, how other cultures live, because we are not very diverse. But I think our arms are open to diversity. And if we make a point to open the world to them, then they will feel comfortable going out into the world and they will also come home. What do you feel are the qualities of a good teacher? Flexibility, understanding, being able to change on a dime, I guess. Also to truly care and take the time to care and teach what those children need to be taught. So those students that might be a little more advanced or interested in a certain area, let them go in that area. Those kids that need some remediation, little basic skills training, go back and build those skills so they'll have other things, a strong foundation to go and grow on. So what is the Difference Maker Award? The Difference Maker Award was something that started a few years ago when people nominate um, anybody in the community who make a difference. And in that award, I was very honored. There are people who do great things, like started the, the physicians that work with needy families, all the way down to someone who just takes good care of the community or good care of their school. I was nominated because I like to help, and if you ask me to do something, I'll probably do it. So that's, I think, why I was nominated. So what does that mean to you that you were nominated with all your peers and your students that you've worked with? It was an honor because many of those things you don't know. Well, first of all, you don't really think about it, and you don't know, even if you do think about it, if anybody notices. So when somebody notices and that kind of makes you feel that, okay, I am on the right track. I'm doing the right thing. I'm making a difference, big, little, or in between. I'm helping somebody. So in your mind, what does it mean to help someone? To try to be observant, to see what they need. Do they need just a little extra push? Do they need some guidance? Do they need a kick in the rear to, you know, start to do what they are capable of doing? Do they just need a little time out? Do you notice they just need to be left alone for a little while so they can regroup, come back to what needs to be done? If someone's out of gas along the road and they look safe, stop and help them. Those types of things. Just be observant. Why did you decide to work with the grade level that you work with, fifth and sixth graders? To be honest, I've taught every grade, K through 12, at some time in my 36 years of teaching. Well, when I first started Eastern, I came in and I was elementary K through six resource special needs students. And then as that population started to grow, we divided, Mrs. Apps and I divided the group up. She had the primary K1, two, and I had three, four, five. No, I had four, five, and six. She had K1, two, and three. And I had four, five, and six, and that's how we divided up. So I had the upper elementary, and I enjoyed them. You don't have to wipe their nose. <laughs> you can have, um, they can work somewhat independently and in groups, so you can change those groups a little more easily. Then when the high school was being built and the middle school was moving to where the old high school was, 
they ask, because I was the old one, where do you want to go? And I really didn't mind, but I knew the other special education teachers at the time were really interested in the primary. Actually, they were like, please, 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 but under their breath, because they wouldn't have told me that. And I said, I'll take the middle school. I said, they'll keep you on their toes. They love you one minute, hate you the next minute for no apparent reason. And I, I like the, the uh, vibe of the middle school. So you keep talking about all these people that you've worked with. What do your, what do your coworkers mean to you? Oh, my gosh. They are beyond spectacular. They are in the trenches every day. People do not even imagine what they do. We have teaching assistants who first come to work and they're like, I had no idea everything that goes on in a school. All the things that are taken care of, the needs that are being met, people don't realize that. And my coworkers and I have an opportunity because I do inclusion classes, so I often go into a classroom and team teach with another teacher. So I learn something from them every single day even though I've been here forever. The way they do things, the way they present a lesson, the activities they show and give the opportunity to use enrich those students every day. Our administrators are supportive and also spectacular. The students are great. The whole staff works for the best of these students. What are some needs that you feel that Eastern might cover that maybe a larger school might not be able to cover? They take care of their own. They notice those students that need a support in whatever area they might need, whether it's academically, socially, emotionally, they just need a friend. That is what Eastern provides. And I think anybody who comes to the school, whether they've been here a week, whether they've been here 10 years, is family. And we take care of family. We always laugh and say, you know, families, we can talk about Aunt Martha, but you guys can't talk about Aunt Martha. That's kind of how we feel. We'll take care of everyone, and we may complain and, and gripe and agree to disagree on certain areas, but we always come back to we are working for a common goal. We'll take care of each other. We'll take care of the students, and I think that's what makes Eastern great. Looking ahead, what are some plans that you have for the future? So my plans for the future, I don't know. I'm up in the air for a lot of different things. Uh, I hope that I've influenced students, and I hope my plan is to continue doing that in a positive manner. People keep asking if I'm retiring because I'm old, <laughs> and I can't imagine my life without teaching. I can't imagine my life without Eastern. But my husband is retiring at Christmas, but I've, if before I even think about retiring, I would have to think, number one, can I live without it? Number two, he's got to get his stuff in order <laughs> to see, you know, we have worked forever to see, you know, how, how we're going to pursue that new adventure in our life when and if it comes. So I, people ask me all the time and I never know what to say about that because I don't know. But no matter what I do, I hope to stay connected to education in some way until I'm 90 and you can push me wherever I need to go. <laughs> so that is my hope. My hope is to remain with my hands in some kind of educational opportunities for students of some age. Why do you think teaching is so important in maybe less of a robotic way, but more of a like family way? Because you deal with people and you see how their life affects their education 
you see how just the day-to-day environment affects their education. You see them learn and grow academically and learn and grow in the way they see others and treat others. I think it's important in every aspect of life. I think that it is um, sometimes in today's day and age undervalued because people are like, oh, so you're a teacher? You know, and you can tell they're thinking a lot of how do you do that? How do you make money doing that? Can you survive? You know, it is difficult for, I think, students going to college now when they're exploring job opportunities and careers to first look at education for a few reasons. One, economically, it probably is not hand-in-hand with a lot of other jobs that they could pursue. Time-wise, people think, oh, you get here at 8 and you leave at 3 and that's all you do. That's absolutely so untrue. So I think once they start getting into it, they realize that. Uh, I think sometimes they feel it's a lack of control because you can have the best laid plans, but something happens during the day. So that control, you have to give a little bit up. You have to make decisions and go with what needs to be done at the moment. So I think that's another. And I think sometimes we will say people in the news or even government sometimes say things that make education or going into a career in education is not valued. And so they hear all this and with all those layered on top of each other, I think they're afraid of going into education. Students coming from many different backgrounds here in Greene County, how do you think that can affect school life? I think it should be a positive thing. I think the world is made up of people who come from different places, from different parts of the world, from different, from country, urban. They come from different family backgrounds, whether it be different economic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, any different background. And I think it is our hope, or should be our hope, that we can all mesh together. We can all use what we do best, no matter what our beliefs are, to come together to to better people, to better the world. And I think as long as we accept that diversity, no matter what it is, the world would always be a better place. So how do you feel that education has changed over your career? Education has changed somewhat. Um, I think sometimes with the pressure of standardized testing, we don't do some of the group project type things or to the extent that we used to do them or full units to the extent that we used to do them because before we had to have such stringent standards, which is not always a bad thing, but we have to make those test grades and we have to teach in order for those students to do well on those because they not only judge the student but the school and somewhat the community on how they do that. And if you're being judged and compared to others in that way, we want to do the best we can. So it's not that it's changed, but maybe the focus of different things have changed. So as far as say in social studies, being able to spend a lot of time on a certain unit and making the shelters 
and building different things, making the diagrams. Sometimes that's not time-wise easily as accessible as used to. I think technology has improved, in most cases, education, because you can differentiate a lot by using in a technology. If you need a little lower reading level, you need a higher reading level, you can allow kids to go in a lot of different ways with technology. On the other hand, technology cannot replace a human teacher that is working one-to-one or small group or even the classroom. You can't replace a teacher. You can take online things, you can use that as the extra things, but teaching needs to be one to a human to human because you can see if that child's having a bad day you can see oh my gosh they're so good at this look at the talent they have that you're not going to see if it's constantly online so with that how do you see it changing in the future well i think technology will be used more and more i think that online classes will become more popular which can allow you to take different things that maybe some schools couldn't teach because certain students, you wouldn't have enough students to fill a class. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing in any way. I'm saying that uh, it can also enhance by using technology. You could virtually tour India where we could never really get on a plane and go there with a whole class. You can see things. You can see people, cultures that live differently. So I think that is very positive. It can be interactive, which I also think is positive. I think that as long as we use that and monitor how we use that and not take the human aspect out of it, I think the mesh of it will do fine. So what are your thoughts on kids being able to decide what classes they would take based on their ability? I think that's fine. I think as long as they're basing it on their interest and their ability, and the support they would have in that area. If they are interested in an area, even if someone says, you know, you have a little trouble reading, I don't know if that's the way to go. Maybe you should keep that in your back of your head. I know this is going to be a challenge for me, but we get better by taking those challenges on. I think as long as they know that, and they know the challenge is going to be there, and they're gonna have to work hard, and if they have some struggles in the area, they may have to work double, triple as hard as someone else. But if that's something they want, by all means, go after what you want. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? I don't think at the moment, but thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining us. I think Eastern is a hidden gem. I think everyone should come and enjoy the opportunity. I think the community should know if there is a situation or a problem or an activity, a class that they think would benefit the school system, they should let us know. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast.egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved.